The following program is paid for and presented by Tony Mart Presents. The opinions expressed are not those of Town Square Media or station advertisers. Hey, everybody. How's it going out there? Welcome to Tony Mark Presents Music, Food, Fun, and Travel. Lots of travel for us this time of the year. Let the good times roll. That's what we say. That's what they say in New Orleans and around the world. We're uh, very, very happy and excited about all the great things that are going on, and uh, we're going to be talking to Jim Tuohy, Uptown Jim Tuohy, who will be meeting in New Orleans for Mardi Gras next month. Jimmy wants to uh, come in and offer some thoughts about two people, two great music people that we lost uh, internationally. Of course, uh, uh, David Crosby. Crosby, Stills, and Nash. I, I've been writing, uh, you know, The Legend of Tony Mark, my my book about my father, and there's a lot in there about Crosby, Stills, and Nash in the late 60s with bands like Superheat uh, performing their music. And, uh, of course, the All-Stars, Tony Mark All-Stars crush it when they do Ohio and find the cost of freedom. And the Jimmy Glenn songbook of old Crosby, Stills, and Nash songs I like to kid him about. And then, of course, a local legend from Philly to the shore and regionally a huge, huge uh, personality, Jerry Blavitt, we lost. Very sad for me. Uh, you know, I remember the elbow room, and then, of course, it became Jerry Blavitt's memories. And it makes me think about our dear departed friend Kenny Jeremiah who performed there with uh, the Soul Survivors so many times and of course Full House anyway we'll talk about that with Jim Tuohy and we'll also uh, talk a little bit about wine imagine that it's the winter wine sale and I've got some information about the gift boxes that are still sitting right <clears throat> in the front of Circle Liquor Store you can run right in, and on your left-hand side, as you walk past the checkout area on your right, there's um, several shelves of great uh, gift boxes uh, and for pennies above cost. Uh, so we'll talk about that Circle Liquor Store. We made a visit there yesterday with my good friend Mike Myrell, uh, who is going to be on the show at 12.35 today because he's going on the legendary Rhythm and Blues cruise with us. And uh, for those of you who have ever been, you know why we're so excited about that. Uh, and for those of you who haven't, if you love music and you love to party and you like to take a sea cruise, 
this is a good way to spend your nest egg. Trust me when I tell you. But um, we're, you know, bringing the bands back. That's the beautiful thing for all of you. When we share the LRBC, we talk about the fact that those great performers are going to be in Atlantic County, in Summers Point on the beach, on the boardwalk in Atlantic City, if the CRDA gives us the grant for the summer concert series on Wednesday nights. Uh, we're talking about people like the Prince of the New Orleans, Funk family, the Neville brothers, uh, Ivan Neville and Dumpster Funk, one of the greatest funk bands on earth. Uh, they're going to be on the cruise with us, and we just put a tentative date in for them for Atlantic City. Yeah. But Tommy Castro killed it on the boardwalk. Tommy Castro and the Painkillers, one of the original uh, rock and blues rockers, man. Tommy Castro and the Painkillers, they're going to be on the beach this summer, and they'll be with us on the boat next uh, next week. You get the idea. Uh, the legendary rhythm and blues cruise. And Mike Myrell and I are going to talk a lot about wines. Uh, we went and saw Chester Malloy yesterday, and we got some great, great stuff on the winter wine sales, and we're looking forward to that. I also uh, want to um, talk for a minute uh, about um, the events coming up, April 22nd, a touch of class for Tony Martz. And Billy Walton uh, is going to uh, do this uh, with the fabulous, fabulous uh, uh, Destiny Monroe. Uh, she's going to sing Tender Years on April 22nd before they screen uh, the um, Eddie and the Cruisers movie. And then afterwards, starting at 9 o'clock, I want to emphasize that uh, the, the party at Josie Kelly's, Josie Kelly's Public House. Thanks again to them, by the way, uh, Kathleen and Dermot. Uh, they are, are great partners. Uh, in all the fun things we do to let the good times roll. Uh, that's going to start at 9. The show at the Gateway is going to start at 6. And um, the Summers Point Historical Society promises me that we'll be able to share with you very soon uh, the way to get tickets for that because that will sell out. Uh, I am almost certain. And then we will party afterwards. As they say in New Orleans, we'll be partying. Uh, on uh, at nine o'clock at Josie Kelly's. After that, April twenty second, uh, I want to talk a little bit about colloquial food. I want to talk about last night, the show we saw last night, uh, and of course, um, more about events and travel. Lots of stuff about travel, the LRBC, the carnival, Mardi Gras. What it's all about this time of the year for us uh, when Tony Mart presents music, food, fun, and travel. Uh, I do want to um, say that uh, the book is coming along. It's not easy for me to find time to write the book, but I did find uh, quite a bit of time on the snooze cruise we just came off of. You know, that's what we call non-music party festival cruises, snooze cruises, which can be great fun, especially when you go to the greatest ports in the world, which is what I like to do. I like to use 
snooze cruises as a vehicle to visit places like Crete and Barcelona and uh, uh, Athens and Mykonos and wherever we've been recently on a snooze cruise. This last one was in the Caribbean. Uh, and uh, I did want to mention something about Carnival in the Caribbean. Uh, we saw, first of all, really interesting. We had a great tour of San Juan. And I'm happy to report to you that despite all of the difficulties in Puerto Rico, uh, the fact that San Juan is really becoming a hugely popular uh, city of the world destination. We had a fabulous tour with a great driver who grew up uh, with his, well, his father-in-law. He liked his father-in-law better than his ex-wife. And he took us around and showed us uh, all the nooks and crannies of old San Juan, which is a fascinating place, historically connected to and consequently very architecturally similar to the Cordes. And the Cordes, of course, in New Orleans is the French Quarter, or in French, the Vucare. It isn't by accident that several of these towns in the Caribbean look similar. They do because of a Spanish governor named Galvez. And for those of you like Tilly, who's going to be on in a little bit, uh, you want you recognize Galvez because um, there's a street named after him in New Orleans, uh, Governor Galvez. But uh, we had a great tour, and I'm happy to tell you that San Juan is happening. Uh, the casino there, and uh, the waterfront, and the cruise ships, and the uh, and the, the quarter, the French quarter. Uh, no, old San Juan. In San Juan, it's old San Juan. I love it there, and we were lucky. We got a beautiful private tour, which is something I love to do. Nancy and I really enjoyed it that day in between the rain. We had a lot of unsettled weather in the Caribbean. If you can believe it, the weather between uh, New York, beautiful sail away out of uh, Bayonne there, Port Liberty, the weather was better on the way down to San Juan and on the way back up from the Caribbean that it was in the Caribbean because there was this damn unsettled pattern off of Venezuela. And that affected the weather in Antigua, St. Lucia, and uh, St. Kitts, which is a really great, we love St. Kitts, great island. We had great tours on all of these islands. Again, you know, hiring and meeting and knowing the private tour drivers, you know, with my my disabilities, I really need help in these ports now because some of them, St. Kitts, oh, my God, that town, Bastère, it's terribly bad for uh, uh, people with disabilities. I mean, we tried to do some things, and we wound up just getting a cab and, and, and not being able to deal with it uh, because it's all broken up sidewalk, and then there's traffic. And anyway, uh, part of <laughs> Carnival. The rest of the world, other than France and New Orleans and a couple of French-speaking places, call it by the Latin name, Carnival, which means feast of the flesh, uh, devouring the fatted calf. In the Rex Parade in New Orleans, they always have the bush gras, which means the fatted calf. Um, anyway, uh, the Fiesta de los Reyes, 
was the big thing coming up in San Juan because we were there on, I, we were there like the day of or something, the 6th. I think it was the 6th, which is the day of Little Christmas or the Epiphany or the Festival of the uh, the Three Kings, the Holiday of the Three Kings, <clears throat> 12th night, uh, the 12th day of Christmas, whatever you want to call it. In Spanish, they call it Fiesta de los Reyes, the Festival of the Kings. <clears throat> and they were gearing up with all kinds of cool decorations, and we saw little parties and private things going on. Very festive and very hip. Old San Juan is alive and healthy, thank God. In the other ports, uh, we saw some big-time signs for uh, uh, Carnival. They called it Carnival uh, in St. Lucia, which was Spanish and French. St. Kitts, which was British uh, and French. And Antigua, which is very British, where we saw from up on the heights, Above Nelson's Dockyard, uh, we saw Eric Clapton spread there, the rehab place he has in Antigua. Man, that is a serious spread. Anyway, that's enough about that. I want to say one thing. Forget about Jersey Mike's. I want to mention Jersey Pete's. My dear friend Topo uh, from from Sicily uh, is there, having come over from the White House, uh, and I also uh, want to mention uh, Sacco Subs. Uh, you know, the whole thing started at the White House. You know, I, I, I love Pete Subs. I think they're the ones that are day-to-day doing what all of those great people did on Mississippi Avenue. After my uncle, uh, my uncle Freddie uh, Sacco joined up with my uncle Tony Bazzilli and started the White House, and all the progeny of those places, Thacko Subs, of course, the original, the White House, still legendary name, producing subs on Mississippi Avenue and in the Hard Rock, which is convenient because there's a lot of great music in the Hard Rock, including Billy Walton and Destiny and Jimmy Brogan every Sunday from 4 to 7.30. It's really important uh, that we remember these families, these people, and this Jersey Mike's thing. I never had a sub from Jersey Mike's, and I don't give a give a damn, really, because Jersey Pete's is what I'm talking about. Pete Stubbs there in Ocean Heights Avenue, right up the street from where we live. You have not lived, if you're a burger person, okay, you have not lived until you've had the old-fashioned White House-style cheeseburger sub with fried onions, man. I'm telling you, I was amazed at what a great sub it was, what a great burger it was. Of course, they have the Pete specials, which are very much like the White House specials. And, of course, the cheesesteaks are legendary. There is no cheesesteak in Philadelphia that can hold a candle to what my family does. These are all my family uh, we're talking about. The Nisticos, the Pelegis at Pete's, you know, this is the greatest in the world. Forget about it. You don't even talk about Jersey Mike's. It's Jersey Pete's. Uh, and um, I want to thank them all for being so great. I also want to acknowledge uh, the loss of my cousin, Ralph Sacco. And Tui can talk about that a little more. He's getting ready to uh, come on here 
and join me. Uh, but, um, you know, the, the Sacco family is very, very close to me. And I love them. And I loved Uncle Freddie and Aunt Pazillo. She's the lady that was known as the meatball lady. She's the one that made the meatballs at the White House back in the day. And uh, she is um, my great aunt, my, my maternal grandmother's sister, Aventura. A lot of you know the Venturas, Tony Ventura. If you see Tony Ventura, tell him I was asking for him. Um, these are the great families of Ducktown. And, of course, you have to excuse me. People who know me know I get emotional. Um the third chapter of the legend of Tony Bartz is simply entitled Ducktown USA, baby. And that's what we're talking about, the roots of Ducktown USA. I'm looking forward to uh, interviewing people for that, and I'm sorry I didn't get to interview some of the people that I really wish I could have. I hope I can find my Uncle Pete Bazilli's tapes from my interview with him. Anyway. Uh, we're going to bring Uptown Jim Toohey on the show. And, Jimmy, let's start with uh, Ralph and Sacco, since I'm talking about the family. Welcome to the show. Happy Mardi Gras. Happy Mardi Gras, Carmen, and thank you uh, for inviting me uh, to come on today. You know, we've had some very emotional losses over the past uh, couple of weeks. This year has been a little tough starting out, but uh, we, 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 can, we can have fond memories and loving thoughts about some wonderful, uh, iconic uh, names here in South Jersey, and uh, especially with uh, Ralph. Yeah, did you know Ralph um, very well? Did you know him yeah. at all? Or? I did, I did not know him very well. I'm good friends with a lot of members of the Sacco family, but I'm a, I was a little older than Ralph, but I always knew him as the little brother who did really well. I mean, uh, what a smart yeah. guy, you know, he went, he, he, uh, he, uh, went on to become one of the top neurosurgeons in, uh, in the country, you know? And, uh, yeah. of course a graduate of Cornell university and the Boston university of medicine, uh, he went to Columbia Presbyterian Hospital in New York, and he founded a lot of stroke study. Oh, really? I like to say, uh, excuse me for interrupting. I'm going to shut up in a minute, but um, this is very close to me. Uh, you know, I didn't know Ralph very well. I knew him. I was friendly with him. He was my cousin, and, of course, we were together. I don't know if he was at our wedding or not, but he's Fuzzy and Annette's son. And Fuzzy Sacco, of That's course, right. started the White House. Ralph and Fuzzy Sacco started the White House with their father, um, you know, uh, Uncle Freddie, Fritz, uh, Fritz Sacco, and my Uncle Tony. And Annette, his mother, Ralph's mother, Annette, actually sang at our wedding. And the woman I was just talking about, known to the old-timers as the meatball lady at the White House, my, my great-aunt, Bazilla, Ventura Sacco. It was her 85th birthday on my wedding day. Nancy reminded me of all this because that's her department. Uh, I, I like to say about the Sacco's, and, and I was very close with many of them. Uh, they were they were all really smart, engaging people. Great, great family of people. And I know you know you know a lot of them a hell of a lot better than I know them. Well, you know, we're still blessed to have Fuzzy Sacco. It's uh, 
it's wonderful. He's well into his 90s, and uh, sometimes I see him outside walking the dog or walking around in Margate. And, you know, one one thing you could certainly say about the Sacco family, Carmen, and you know this as well as anyone, uh, family is the most important thing for them. And they're very tight and they're very close, and they've always taken good care of each other. And now Fuzzy is the uh, patriarch, and uh, he gets a lot of love from his children, his nieces, nephews, grandkids, grandchildren. It's just uh, the Sacco, long live the Sacco family is all I can say. The wonderful lineage of the White House sub shop that has extended all the way to Pete's sub shop. And I just want to say that my cousin Mary, Mary Conley, uh, Mary Sacco Conley, uh, she is, you know, her family is now uh, the operators of the White House. I was always very close with her and my uh, and my cousin Teresa uh, Sacco. I loved her so much. She worked at the White House tirelessly, lived across the street at the barber shop. She was married to Lou Totoro across the street from the barber shop. So uh, uh, this is all stuff that I really need to get into that third chapter of the book, Ducktown, USA. Uh, I'm going to talk to you know fish and. Fish Barbera and Frank Formica are both my close friends, and they know a lot of. They know whoever's left that I can talk to. I'd love to talk to right. Fuzzy. Really, well, of course, we lost another that. wonderful. And you know, of course, we lost another wonderful Ducktown uh, icon, Chris Ford. You know, uh, once again from that from that great part of Atlantic City. Uh, uh, a wonderful Italian neighborhood that that and Chris was uh, probably one of South Jersey's greatest superstars. Did he go to St. Mike's that year? Did he go to your school? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. All I know was I met Chris when we went to Holy Spirit High School. I went to four years of high school with Chris. He was one of the greatest gentlemen in the school, very modest and unassuming, but on the basketball court, he was amazing. Right, and very, and very, uh, like that. A very modest, polite, cool, nice guy, uh, you know, uh, even though he had such great achievements in his life. He went on to such great success in the uh, in the NBA, and you know, on his basketball card, uh, his interesting uh, trivial uh, trivial uh, uh, remark is that Chris was the first guy to make a legal three point shot in the NBA. So uh, that's that, that that's a little yeah. So when the M- NBA instituted the three point shot. Chris was the first guy to have one, and that that will go go down in history. But uh, you know, Chris later on came back to Atlantic City, stayed in South Jersey, in Margate, Nag Harbor Township, mm-hmm. did a lot of local coaching. He got kids and grandkids that played basketball, and he was always so good in the community at the high school reunions. If anybody that he knew needed a hand with something, Chris went out of his way to help them and do anything he could for them. He he's he's. He's a wonderful guy. As I said, Atlantic City should dim the lights for that man. You know, he's uh, he's he's a wonderful I, legend. I agree. I I agree, and uh, I I also you know respect him for coming back to his roots and after being such a you know Villanova NBA and all of that. Right, uh, I'm right about Villanova, right, Tui? 
Yes, Villanova. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, also while we're while we're, huh? I'm not a big sports Sorry, fan. I wanted to make sure. I wanted to make sure. Yeah, you got it right. About, about this. you got it right. Respected and gave to the community at Holy Spirit the way he did. You know, my wife is a big Holy Spirit girl. Our, our lady star. Yeah. That's where I got married to my wife. And it means a lot to us. Well, they're having services. What? Yeah, they're, they're having services for they're having services for Chris at St. Mike's Church at nine o'clock on Monday morning, and I expect there to be a big Ducktown crowd there. Yeah, and I keep talking about Topo Negro um, from Pete's and from the White House. His brother, uh, his, his brother, uh, what, what's his name there? Uh, the he he runs the church there. Uh, it's not it, uh, he actually runs St. Mike's, uh, and he's another Negro. Anyway, I'll I'll tell you what that's what Richie 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 uh, Negro. He'll be there running that ceremony Monday morning, where he's giving back to St. Mike's. Let's move on to the Geeter because we're going to be out of time. And I, I, the wine cannot wait. I have to get to the wine. Uh, so uh, I got you. Well, I, ro- I I drove down the memories today, and there was a big memorial, lots of flowers and bouquets, and 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 loving uh, uh, remembrances of of the Geeter down there at his club in Margate. So, yeah, we all grew up listening to the Geeter. Yeah, and uh, my memories, you know. Uh, besides the radio personality stuff, is you know the el- the elbow room. That place was the elbow room when I was a kid. Before Blavitt bought it, and uh, so many uh, great great performances. You know, we lost another great personality associated with that location, Kenny Jeremiah, who I've talked about quite a few times. And uh, you know, he used to literally climb the walls with the Soul Survivors at Full House. Uh, at at uh, uh, the elbow room. Um, is there anything in particular you'd like to say about the Geeter? Yeah, there is one thing I'd like to say, Carmen, and uh, and you'll you'll know where I'm coming from. People of a particular age around here, and I'm talking about people in our age group. We love the music we love because the Geeter played that music. He didn't play covers of R and B songs. He played the original music of the black performers and 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 from philadelphia and from all over the country he played a lot of music he played a lot of music from new orleans when we were kids we didn't know that fats domino was a big deal in new orleans all we knew was that the geeter played his music and and a lot of the music that we listen to today the philadelphia sound a lot of it is because of the Geeter. And, you know, when we were kids, we didn't know the music was oldies. He was playing the music. We just thought that was the music that we loved. And it was certainly the music that he loved. And we have a lot of respect for that man. He had great taste in popular music. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, Gamble and Huff, the sound of Philadelphia, is one of the institutions. And uh, Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes and... You know, these people were major, major contributors as well. And the Geeter is right there. The Geeter, when I talk about Tony March being a window on the evolution of popular music, the Geeter had his own parallel course 
And that's what you're talking about. But he really was focused on a lot of that inner city uh, stuff, the Philly, the real Philly stuff, the gambling huff. And uh, he was a major, major contribution. And that I could do 50 shows about the great, great stuff that uh, Jerry Blavitt did and uh, all of that. I only knew him a, a little bit, but he had great respect for Tony March and my father. And um, before we get out of here, uh, obviously more Tony Mart than any of that, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, you know. Uh, this was the music of my childhood when I was uh, 11, 12 years old, 13 years old. That's what was going on in 69 at Woodstock. Sweet Judy, Blue Eyes. People couldn't believe that song when it came out, you know, and kind of like Bohemian Rhapsody. Now everybody's talking about Bohemian Rhapsody. Well, I remember when when, when Hit and Run was doing it at Mother's, and nobody could believe it. And nobody could believe it when Superheat came out and played uh, Sweet Judy Blue Eyes. There, There's a living institution uh, with the Crosby, Stills, and Nash. And again, Atlantic Records is the secret there. Yeah, well, Carmen, you know, uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash played at the Atlantic City Pop Festival, and... Uh, and his music, I listened to a lot of the radio yesterday, all different stations, and boy, uh, what an impact Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and David Crosby on his own, had on the popular music of that time. I'm a little bit older than you, but uh, so I was 16 or 17, so it really resonated with me. I grew up with that beautiful, those tight harmonies. You don't hear a lot of that in today's music, and that's what makes it a classic. The Tony Mart All-Stars at Hawkins Road doing as well as anybody and on the 23rd of june you'll hear a lot of it because we're going to do an encore presentation of everybody loves ernie uh in tribute to ernie triampo billy walton is going to join the all-stars and they will be doing find the cost of freedom and ohio together and they always do our house for nancy and they do a great great job with it. Last night we saw Hollywood Night, an excellent tribute to Bob Seger. And they started the show in tribute to David Crosby by playing Almost Cut My Hair, which I have to heard. Yeah, from the great Deja Vu, right? We're going to have hey, a lot Carmen, of Carmen, I know you got to go. I know you got to move on, yeah. Carmen. I'll see you in Marty. I'll see you at Mardi Gras. We'll talk about that next time, all right? Yeah, we'll be together at Mardi Gras. Happy Mardi Gras. Maybe yeah. we'll be watching the Super Bowl. Maybe we're going to watch the Super Bowl together down there in New Orleans, right, Tui? Well, I hope there's a certain team in that Super Bowl. And uh, let's go, Eagles. Right. And, yeah, you're right. See you, Carmen. Let the good times roll. Let the good times roll. Is that a bon roulette? And happy Mardi Gras. Thank you. Uptown, Jim Tui. He'll be staying uptown. I think he's going to be staying uptown, but he's in New Orleans. We'll see him there. February 10th, we're arriving in the Big Easy. And that, for those of you who don't speak New Orleans talk, is the Friday before the Friday before. You understand? The Friday before the Friday before. Because the Friday before is the Friday of Mardi Gras weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Monday, which is Lundi Gras in French, and then Tuesday, which is Mardi Gras in French. Uh, Tui, I, I, I think, is uh, not going to be there at that time, but Nancy and I 
kicking it as well as any old people can kick it. Uh, hopefully, I'll be in the handicap section of the uh, the viewing stands on St. Charles Avenue. Fifty six brew parades in Greater New Orleans. Well, in Vino Veritas, and as Papa Funk, the great art devil, whose nephew, uh, Aaron Devil's son, uh, the great Ivan Devil, the prince of the New Orleans musical family, uh, he, he would, uh, uh, he's going to be with us. Uh, we, we tentatively have him for Atlantic City on the boardwalk. Ivan Neville and Dumpster Funk. As I said before, he's going to be on the Blues Cruise with us next week. But as Papa Funk would say, <laughs> cool, cool wine on Mardi Gras Day, baby. Cool, cool wine on Mardi Gras Day. One of the greatest keyboard players and band leaders in history, Art. Papa Funk, R.T. Neville, beloved by everyone in music. It's time to talk about Vito. And uh, I'm going to bring on one of my new best friends in the world, uh, Mike Morrell, who's been patiently listening to me and Tui go on and on. Uh, But uh, we visited the Circle Liquor Store yesterday. And uh, Mike, uh, uh, you love going down there and seeing Chet and... uh, and, and buying up the house. I love it. You don't buy, you know, this guy doesn't buy case, bottles. He buys cases. <laughs> yes, Welcome to the show, Michael. How you doing, Carmen? Glad to well, be here. Thanks for inviting me. And you're going to be with me on the legendary Rhythm and Blues Cruise. He's one of the really lucky ones that will be bluesing on the high seas. Next week, yeah. a week from today, he's sailing out of Port Everglades. How excited are you about that, Michael? Oh, there he is. My second one, so that that makes it even better because I know what's coming and how good it's going to be. What are your impressions? These guys, he and his lovely wife, Julia, were virgins in October. But we hooked up with them. We took them under our wing, and they got to experience what an amazing thing it is to be sitting in the buffet and, and... and, and and somebody walks by like Tommy Castro or like you know the the Phantom Blues band. Uh, uh, you know I think I think the sax player Joe Sublet walked by, came over and hugged us and kissed Nancy. And oh by the way, that's Stevie Ray Vaughan sax player right there. You just met. Okay, how amazing is that experience? Yeah, yeah, it's backstage like nobody could ever imagine. And uh, one of the people we, we met that we didn't know that well and who was playing was Kid Anderson. Right. Sitting there eating with Rick us. Astrid. Rick Estrin. Right. Yeah, Rick Estrin of the Nightcats, a great, great musicologist. And they'll, uh, they'll be uh, next October, they'll be back again, right? Uh, when we sail out of San Diego uh, mm-hmm. October this year, 2020. Uh, so, uh, tell me a couple of other things quick about the cruise. I mean, what are you looking forward to? I know you're looking forward to your own performances. By the way, I should I should mention that Michael is a guitar player and his wife is a keyboard player and a vocalist. Uh, I guess you're looking forward to your performances. You're preparing to be in the pro am jams. There's there's pro jams and there's pro am jams, and pro am jams are perfect. 
even though you're a pro and you 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 made you you uh, you were a professional musician earning money yeah. and having your own yeah. band. When you're on the blues cruise with Taj Mahal and uh, 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 who's our big high, uh, high, uh, our big headliner uh, that that you love so much, uh, great songwriter. Uh, Kemba. Who is it, Michael? Kemba. Kemba. Taj Mahal. Kemba. Taj Mahal. Where do you want to start? Right. Uh, uh, and I think we have. Uh, uh, we have Terrence Simeon. He's only got two Grammys. That's all. Uh, anyway, uh, when you're when you're on a cruise with those kind of guys, you kind of have to settle in for a little bit of that amateur status. But uh, what do you what are you planning to do with the pro am jams? Well, the first thing was last cruise, I brought uh, a full-size guitar, and, uh, you know, you give up, you carry on, you have to stuff it in the overhead, and then it, everything was uh, an extra work to do. So this time, the first thing I did was get a very short guitar that fits in the regular suitcase. So that, that has taken up a lot of time. <laughs> That's a smart move. Right. Yeah, so, that, right. so you're going to be... Easy. You're going to be jamming with some of the pros and and uh, and, and some of the ams uh, in the crow's nest on the ship. Yeah, they have uh, they have a pro set it up. Somebody who's uh, working all the time, and then uh, you sign up, uh, and they call your name, and you get up with uh, a band you've never played with before, and um, we do songs that everybody knows. I would say like blues standards, and and it's pretty easy to call and get people up, and it was packed every time I went. The room was full with people that were uh, there to enjoy it. The Crow's Nest is a beautiful venue up at the top of the ship. Uh, beyond that, performance-wise, who are you looking forward to on the pro side? Well, well for me, Walter Trout. I've, I've known about him for a long time. I'm very familiar with his stuff. I'm happy to see him on the cruise. Um, Tommy Castro's great. Phantom Blues Bands is great. And I think Ruth, Ruthie Foster is the other one I want to see live this time. Ruthie Foster is absolutely amazing, incredible voice, and one of the top people in the blues. I almost had her in Atlantic City last summer, but it, the, the routing didn't work out. It's hard to fly people within a matter of days from West Coast to East Coast, and, and that one didn't work. But I, I will say, uh, Walter Trout is lived in South Jersey. His father built part of the Ocean City Boardwalk, and Walter oh. Trout loves us. And I'm going to be talking to Walter Trout about, he's one you can expect to see in, some, in either Summers Point or Atlantic City, hopefully yeah. this, this season. I'm looking forward to seeing Walter and his <laughs> wife, Marie, uh, who uh, is his manager. Let's go on to the wine, because like usual, we have so much fun on this show. The time just blows through, man. So let's start with this cereal wine, S-E-R-I-A-L. This is a, a Cabernet Sauvignon from Paso Robles, which is near where my sister lives. So I might be going up there next year when I go visit my sister. Um, this is an incredible uh, wine from Paso Robles, which is a really, really emerging big name region now. Uh, in California, the uh, it's a forty-five fifty-dollar bottle, and Chet is blowing it out. He's got this special deal for twenty-two bucks. 
Did you bought a case yesterday? Uh, yeah, we're gonna taste the bottle up. Did you hear me, Michael? Oh yeah, go ahead. You dropped out for a little bit. I asked you if we were gonna taste a bottle of it tonight. The cereal. Yeah, yeah. I've got it out of the box. It's chilling right now. It's gonna be the right temperature to distribute. For those of you don't know this. Uh, that means that Michael accepted my dinner invitation tonight for the Eagles party, and he's bringing this cereal wine. What does your little wine expert wife say about this cereal Cabernet? Uh, what well, distinguishes this? Makes it worth here. What's the wife that? is listening. Um, so the cereal Cabernet was very uh, full-bodied, um, full of uh, blackberry and black cherry fruit. Um, and it really made a great impression. So that's why we went for the case. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to this. That sounds, Julia, like the kind of wine I love uh, with that those, those cherry uh, berry flavors that make it fruit forward. The more wine you drink and appreciate, maybe you can, con since you're now a newly certified sommelier, uh, it's distinguishing for people the difference between fruit forward and sweetness. You know what I'm talking about, Ben? Yes, fruit forward. A lot of people confuse fruit forwardness with sweetness. Um, technically, these fruit forward dry red wines might taste sweet to someone, but they don't have the sugar. The yeast has consumed right. all of the sugar, so they're considered dry. And that affects the, the finish the, and the aftertaste. It's clean. And, and after you, you taste it and the, the flavor finishes in your mouth, you go back to that fruit forwardness and you say, wow, this is a full-bodied, rich, balanced wine. And that's why it's $45, $50 bottle of Cabernet Sauvignon from Paso Robles, but $22 at the winter wine sale at the circle. It's, it's amazing to get a bottle of wine like that for $22, isn't it? Yes, yep. absolutely. That was that was one of the things that brought us to circle was that, uh, as you mentioned, the, the personal service and Chet came, talked to us about uh, what do you like? Uh, what do you like now? What do you not like? What varietals are you looking for? And, and what price range do you want to spend for your next bottle? And we got several suggestions from them. There, uh, most of them we haven't gotten to yet. But we got the cereal early, and uh, it's one of those moments when we're both drinking and just look at each other and go, "This is a hit. This is a win." Right. And Michael, you're right on point. Uh, this is very important. I want people to understand the reason I love Chet and I love Circle, not just because. They're my great sponsors, and they're so generous to the Summers Point and South Jersey community because they are all of that and more. But he wouldn't have known about this kind of sleeper, fabulous Cabernet Sauvignon cereal unless I brought him to Chet, Chet met him, talked with him, and said, you got to try the cereal. This is unbelievable. Right? It opened your eyes to something you didn't know about, Michael, right? And it saves a lot of time because previous to that at other stores, that typically they won't have somebody who's tried all the wines over the years or can even talk their way through them. And, and with Chet, it was um, very quickly had had focused on cereal uh, from what we told them. We bought it, and uh, here we are.
with a case of it now. Now, you also, did you try the Schlumberger yet? We, uh, we did that for homework last night. So we, uh, we bought the <laughs> bottle. We got it chilled That's in right. time. How, how did you like it? Uh, it was a surprise. I'll, I'll let Julia mention. We talked to Chet about Pinot Noirs that drank like Cabernet Sauvignon. In other words, when you might be expecting a lighter body, it was a more full-bodied. And uh, Miomi is a good example of one of those. This was right. sort of the opposite, where it was a Cabernet that drank more like a Pinot. It was lighter bodied than we expected, and it was a little more uh, red fruits rather than the black fruits that are usual with calves. Um, so from that right. perspective, it was just a little lighter bodied than we thought. Maybe that's something that pairs better with uh, lighter foods than a big calf with with juicy meat. Um, we ha we happen to pair it with Chinese food. Good to know as much Chinese uh, I, I think this is really a great thing, um, Julia, you put your finger on there. Uh, you know, to, to have this is a fruit forward kind of excellent, balanced, inexpensive California Cabernet that makes a great table wine uh, and, and pairing it with a lot of things. Believe me, I've paired that with grilled and barbecued foods, and it's perfect, like with, with, with charred ribs. Put a little of my sauce on them. Uh, this is a cab that'll drink with that. Uh, now, what about the Mayomi? The Mayomi is one of is emerging as one of the great affordable Pinot Noirs, and Chet's got it at twenty two dollars over there. Uh, we, uh, you know, I've tasted the Naomi. Uh, in other words, I, I I don't mean I tasted it. I had it at tastings where I've conducted tastings. That's a great Pinot Noir for that money, don't you think? Yeah, it's my fave, uh, my sister's favorite Chardonnay these days. Oh, Naomi Chardonnay. Yeah. The Chardonnay. Yeah. Okay, I was talking about the Pinot Noir, but... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I haven't tasted the Pinot yet, but uh, I did have familiarity with the company. Do we know how much Jen is uh, selling that, that Chardonnay? I got to try that Chardonnay. I haven't tried that, I don't think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it wasn't on the uh, the Newman rack, I guess we call it. The Newman rack, that's what you want, everybody. You go, just go in the circle and walk it in. You got the, the, the price above pennies of cost gift boxes on the left-hand side. And these gift boxes, I mean, this, this is, we're talking about, you know, gift boxes with Remy Martin. You and I were drooling over the, the Remy Martin yesterday. <laughs> so, uh, the scotches, the maker's mark, the bourbons, and, and you get bottles of those plus glasses and other really cool things, ceramic posters. They're really neat because they got all of this swag in them. And, you know, yeah. like they're 30 to 40 $50, uh, you know, uh, and these are very impressive, expensive gift boxes with great liquors in them. Anyway, they're on the left. The check-in is on the right. As soon as you get past the check-in, the first big rack is the Newman rack. And a lot of what we're talking about is on the Newman rack. The two reds that he gave us last week, I want to mention again, the Schlumberger Cabernet, 12 bucks. Okay, all of that wine that, that she and I just 
you know, talked about how remarkable the Cabernet is and how how it, how it distinguishes itself, the Schlumberger, uh, 12 bucks. Okay, we're not talking about a, a big investment here to take to have a great wine with the Eagles tonight. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. But mm-hmm. there are a couple of big reds there. And Mike, I want to quickly talk about them with you because, like I said, we just constantly run out of you know we just run out of time. It's like my life, you know. It's just we're always trying to get so much. Uh, Matthias Michelini. It's a Grenache from the Navarro Navarra region of Spain. Uh, he did. I don't know if you got to try this or not. This is a sixteen ninety nine. Uh, big Spanish red on sale. It's it's regularly, I think, uh, twenty five to thirty dollars retail, sixteen ninety nine. Uh, and then also the the Altos Valdoso Reserva. Uh, this is the uh, uh, from the uh, Duero region of Spain. You know, and as I was saying, the Newman Rack has things like the Duero Big Red Spanish which is less expensive than the Rioja Big Red Spanish wines because the Rioja is becoming famous. And as soon as a region becomes famous, what happens? The price goes up. Just ask Ken Crawford about her Sauvignon Blanc, and you'll understand what I'm talking about. Anyway, uh, uh, have you had a chance to try either of these Big Reds? Uh, Spanish wines wines is a favorite here, so uh, soon. Yeah, we tried them last Sunday at my house, didn't we? I forgot. Oh, no, not those. We tried the no, other ones. Those were the Zins. the Zins. Yeah, that was the Zins. <laughs> the Red Zinfandel from Mendocino, which was fantastic. Uh, uh, that was a great, great wine. But what about these other two Spanish Reds? Have you tried either of those yet, or you just haven't gotten to them? No, haven't, haven't gotten to them yet. Them yet. Yeah. Neither did I, because I uh, – but – but we're gonna. These are both great winter wines. Perfect. These are perfect wines to stand alone after you eat while you're watching the Eagles game tonight, uh, or whatever you want to do. These are great wines uh, for that kind of thing, and you know they're full body because they're premier Spanish wines, right? We will get them, and we will report back. <laughs> it's just a matter of time. We did go back for for a second round of the Roterer Estate Brut, a sparkling wine. Right. I had that. um, When I found out I passed my test, we cracked open the first bottle. And then we went back yesterday for a second bottle because it was really good. At a great price point. Twenty-five bucks. And the Roder wine is a big name in Champagne in France. They have a place in California, and uh, this is a one of Chet says it's one of the best sparkling wines coming out of California. And he was lucky enough to get it so he could sell it on the winter wine sale at twenty-five dollars a bottle. So if you want special champagne without breaking the bank. Tonight, after the Eagles win, you want to pop a cork. This is at the Rodare Estate from California. Just go see Chet. Go to the uh, – that's on the Newman Rack, isn't it, the Rodare? Yes, I, I it is. I think it was, wasn't it? Right at the top. All right, top you guys. Right at the top on the left. Love you guys. See you tonight. Happy Mardi yep. Gras. 
Thanks, Julie. I'm glad we drug you on the show, Julie. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Carmen. We'll see you soon. See you later. See you, see you babe. Take care. I, I really love uh, meeting great people. These guys have come to some of our shows, and uh, they uh, are now good friends. I have no time left to tell you uh, about uh, uh, Billy Walton, about uh, the uh, fact that he's at Josie Kelly's every Wednesday, and I want people to go, and I want them to support Billy. Uh, have a beer at Josie's. They've got great beers on tap. They got William Hill Cabernet if you want a glass of wine. The Irish pub food. Go support Billy. Throw something in the tip jar and see two of the greatest performers uh, that are out there today, period. Billy Walton and Destiny Monroe. And let's not forget about the great Jimmy Brogan. Uh, go over there and see him. April 22nd, they're going to perform with tunes, a test, touch of class for Tony Marks at the Gateway Playhouse with the Summers Point Historical Society. We're looking forward to that one. Uh, and I also want to uh, mention that Rich Gerber has these great, great investments. He was with us all uh, last week for a long time. We drank some wines. Call Rich Gerber at Gerber Insurance. 48 years of experience, uh, 609-653-9101. These indexed annuities for your grandchildren, for your children, uh, it's amazing the kind of wealth you can amass simply and guaranteed. So we're going to have Rich on again uh, soon, but uh, I want to thank Rich Gerber for being a sponsor of this show. And I also want to thank all of our guests. I want to thank my wife, Nancy, for working so hard. We've been really working hard because we only have a short time in between vacations now. So we got to work hard. And we'll be working on We'll be working all the way down Interstate 95 and on to the legendary Rhythm and Blues Cruise next Saturday. That's something that really brings a smile to Nancy's face. So next week we'll be... Uh, and in the meantime, until we talk to you again, everybody, let the good times roll.